1: We were talking about this earlier, the sun apparently has been well, especially fiery this week, a lot going on, all kinds of activity, things called sunspots and coronal mass ejections and X flares, I don't know what it all means, but Frank does. So let's get some insight from him. Frank, uh, thank you so much for joining us, appreciate your time, I apologize for leaving you on hold there.
2: Hey, no problem, Shay, or should I call you Wakafshin, or however you
1: Wapa, it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Frank, what's going on with the sun? I mean, we know it's always very active, but especially active recently, is that what the deal is?
2: Yeah, for sure. The sun itself undergoes a solar cycle of about 11 years, where it goes from what we call solar maximum. where the sun is filled with a lot of black spots called sunspots and energetic regions, uh, and then it goes down to a quiet period where there's not that many sunspots. Well, right now, we're on our ups- upswing back to solar maximum again, which uh, will probably take place in around 2025 or so. But right now is the start of this solar maximum, so we're going to start to see more and more of these explosions on the sun near the sunspot uh, regions on the sun, and that's going to create some pretty interesting things here on Earth.
1: Okay, so- so a sunspot is essentially just an explosion on the surface of the sun. Is that a simplistic way of putting it? Well, uh, it, when we
2: look at the sun with our solar telescopes, we can see these black blemishes on the sun. And, and what astronomers the know these areas now to be is that they're intense regions of localized uh, strong magnetic fields. And uh, it basically pulls the surface of the sun down a little bit in, that, in those places, cooling it. So there are cooler regions on the sun that are highly magnetic. And what happens that these sunspots, uh, they, they kind of pull and perturb the sun's surface in those places, a bit like compressing a spring. And if you let go of that spring, it just kind of releases energy. Well, here, those magnetic fields on the sun get intertwined and eventually they get they just basically explode. Uh, They kind of just uh, let loose uh, and unravel in a way. And when that happens around these black spots on the sun, you get material that gets blown away off the solar surface. We know them as solar flares, but when you get a large uh, solar flare happening, you can expel a lot of the atmosphere of the sun uh, in that region out into space, and that's called a coronal mass ejection. And uh, this stuff just flows out in space in, in uh, directions uh, facing away from the sun where those eruptions occur. And if the Earth is in the right place, we get this onslaught uh, of material from the sun, these charged particles, about three to five days after one of these CMEs, or coronal mass ejections.
1: Okay, so that's where we are now. Now, I want to ask you, I, I was reading about X-flares. Being what, yeah. What's an X-flare?
2: Well, these regions where we have these explosions are are kind of rated in terms of how much energy they give out, and that's measured in watts per meter, and they measure that in the X-ray spectrum. And it just so happens that uh, there's different classifications of these things. So when the sun's kind of quiet, you can get these... A-class, B-class, and C-class kind of solar flares, which really don't do too much uh, stuff in terms of interacting with the Earth too greatly. But when you get these much more powerful M- or X-class solar flares, uh, these can lead way to geomagnetic storms where, again, they can interact with the Earth's uh, magnetic field and create these wonderful northern lights and things like yeah. that. So the, uh, this is a classification just basically how strong these outbursts uh, from the sun are. And uh, the biggest ones are X-class solar flares. And-
0: this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory...
2: Those are the ones that basically can do lots of really extreme things here on the Earth, from beautiful northern lights to actually interfering with our communication systems and even creating ground currents in pipelines and in transmission lines and things like that, which isn't so good for those particular uh, things. In fact, back in... I believe it was 1987 in March, uh, Quebec Hydro blew out one of their transformer generators just due to the back currents from a really strong auroral display at that time, and it cost them over a billion dollars <laughs> for repair. The damage done by one of these things. So uh, these uh, events right now are getting stronger because we're coming up to solar maximum again, which, again, should take place in 2025, and that means that the sun will be filled with a lot of these black sunspots trapping lots of energy, and we're going to see more and more of these eruptive... Um, Events on the sun, these uh, eruptive flares leading to these large coronal mass ejections where, again, a portion of the, Earth, or the sun's atmosphere gets blown out in space. And this is a plasma, primarily charged particles, electrons and protons, and they can you know, create a lot of havoc here on the Earth and also give those beautiful northern lights.
1: Okay, so beautiful northern lights this weekend, maybe. Um, but, Frank, are we expecting anything more than pretty lights? I mean, could this be... Disastrous or in some way detrimental with what what we're expecting to see.
2: No, this this one here is uh, what we uh, we talked a little bit about, like the classification of how these uh, uh, these things emanate emanate from the sun, like these X class and M class. But here on the Earth, we talk about something called. uh, the uh, geomagnetic storm scale, and that's how these things actually affect us here on the Earth. And right now, we're anticipating uh, it's in a 1 to 5 scale. G1 is kind of the lowest, and G5 is the most extreme for these particular geomagnetic storms. We're not expecting to have a really strong geomagnetic storm this weekend. Um, There will be a little bit... We'll probably see some aurora on uh, Saturday and Sunday nights. Uh, uh, how much is always hard to tell, but uh, there there should be somewhere, probably around a, a G2 to maybe G3 kind of solar storm, which basically means that uh, up at our latitude anyway, we should be able to see some aurora in our evening sky.
1: What's the best way to see the aurora? I mean, I guess the first step is to get out of town, right? You know, uh,
2: I've seen some really strong, like when we get these really strong M-class or X-class solar flares and we get these strong geomagnetic storms, uh, you can be in the city of Edmonton and you can see the northern lights. Uh, I don't believe that this weekend we're going to see a really uh, strong auroral display that will be visible from the city of Edmonton with all the light pollution that we have here. You might see a little bit, you know pain pong where you live and things like that but ideally yeah out in the country is the best place to see it where there's no city light pollution or town light pollution or any light pollution for that matter uh, around you so you can look at what a pristine dark sky the moon's not going to be out in the sky either because it's getting near a new moon and that means that the sky is going to be really pitch black and uh, the weather reports right now for saturday and sunday night is saying clear sky so if anyone's out and about away from bright city lights on saturday or sunday night most likely you you'll see a little bit of northern lights now will that explode into like these rippling colors of lights that explode through the entire night sky both uh, north and south from the viewer uh,
1: it it could happen interesting okay so something to do this weekend frank love the insight appreciate your time thanks have a great day you too and keep looking up (laughs) will do yeah that is uh frank florian